Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. Fellas, just sitting here, got some uh, peppermint tea, lifting this thing up and down, putting it in there, getting it good, nice little tea bagging. Kind of like I did to uh, New John last week. So without further ado, new pod segment. Player of the week. This one definitely goes to me this past week. I fucked up New John. Fucked him up. Um, my waiver savviness, my incredible prowess on the block and making all these trades. Just got it so that I was down by about 100 On the last day, he had a full lineup, and I just fucked that shit up. So, uh, player of the week goes to your host, Pod Tom, reigning MVP. Um, For just that absolute ass-kicking that I handed New John. Speaking of New John, he made a few uh, trades this week, and here to talk about it, let's bring him in. Hello, comrades. This is the Reverend John Burden coming to you from Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. And I am on the pod today to give my perspective on the blockbuster headliner trade from this past Sunday. You know the one. Giannis, Drew, Aaron Gordon, Four, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker. How did this happen? Well, I was minding my own damn business on a Sunday morning, uh, preparing for the Lord's Day, doing the Lord's work. Um, and I got a text from Chuck Anderson saying, Hey, I sent you a trade. You should take a look at it. And I'm like, all right, I'll take a look at it. And, uh, I was blown away. It was the ultimate trade. I'm like, I need some time to think about it, man. I, uh, need to go into a time of reflection. I need to seek the Lord on this. Um, which includes going to my office and shaking the magic eight ball, which is how I make all decisions, both church and non-church related, Maybe some Hiawasa. Is that how you pronounce it? I never know. I watched a documentary on it, but anyways. Uh, so thought about it for a little bit, and I'm like, man, if I take this trade, I'm going to lose to Tom. I'm going to be two and three for sure. But I might lose to Tom anyways, to be honest. You never know what's going to happen on any given Sunday in fantasy basketball. So I really thought about it, and here's the couple things that pushed me over the edge. Uh, there was no real negotiation back and forth on, you know, what about this guy, what about that guy. It was just yes or no to this trade, and I, um, I thought of two things. One, uh, it's hard. I love Giannis. I've I've loved Giannis for a long time. I've never had Giannis on my fantasy basketball team, and, and it's been awesome. Um, it hasn't been great for like my overall record, but. Um, it's been a lot of fun and I really like to root for and like the person who's like the main guy on my team. And so I've watched a lot of Milwaukee Bucks basketball, had a great time. Um, so it was really hard to think about letting go of, of Giannis for me. Um, but you know, KD plays for the Nets. This gets me closer to the drama, as I said in the text. Uh, and now I'm in for the big three. So that was really exciting. And and, uh, and I really think even with adding um, James Harden to the team and then, you know, Kyrie was gone, now he's back, I think KD's still going to get his. I think he the way he plays, um, 
he's still going to get close to 30 points every game. He's going to get this. He's going to get his rebounds because who else is going to rebound on that team? Um, he's going to have to grab, you know, six to eight boards every night. He's going to have to do six to seven assists every night for them to win. And I just think he'll keep that up. Um, a little nervous about the back to back ball games though. A little nervous about that. Um, but whatever. So, and then Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, I'm hoping were um, some upside value to that trade. I hope that they, um, you know, turn the corner. I know what Devin Booker can do and what he did last year. And I know what DeAndre Ayton's capable of. I think we all were thinking he would be like a 2010 guy, a 2012 guy, or like a 1914 guy or whatever. Um, Maybe not 1914. Anyways, it's so if that turns out, then, you know, it went that that, then it turned out fine for me. Um, So I feel like it was a super even trade, which is good. Um, And yeah, we'll see. You know, now I'm sitting at two and three. Devin Booker has a bad hamstring. He might not play this week. I could slip to two and four before this thing turns around, but I don't know. We'll see. But other than that, um, that's all I have to say. It was it was actually pretty simple and pretty straight up. I thought about it for half an hour and sent it back to Chuck, and I said, let's make, let's make some headlines today. And that's it. So best of luck to you, Chuck. Enjoy Giannis or flip him, split him into two people. I don't know what you're going to do with Giannis now. But I hope he plays great for you, and I'll see you uh, as this season unfolds. I don't know when we play. Did we already play? We didn't already play. No. Anyways, that's it. Let's go over to his trade partner, Chuck. What's up, losers? Tom asked me to explain my side of the bombshell trade from a couple days ago. Uh, I mean, not a lot to say. I... I was uh, trying to secure the, the W against my boy JB, and I had to get something done. I was sending the offers left and right. Uh, I was working the trade machine, dusting it off, uh, you know, just pulling it out of its big old Tupperware, pulled it out from under the, the bed or the, crawl sp- the fantasy crawl space. Pulled that bad boy out, and uh, I said, look, JB must be taken down. I will not stand for this boring sage bullshit. We need chaos, and chaos is what I delivered. Uh, Quite simply, uh, I browsed uh, every team, uh, you know, just standing there fanning through the rosters until I found my target, and uh, that was John. You know, if you're going to trade KD, um, I was a little worried that, uh, you know, Harden landing in in Brooklyn was going to hurt his value. But honestly, I just think he is just rock solid and uh, will continue to kind of be the number one option there. And I know uh, Pastor John's got a soft spot for the Nets. So I thought, can I land Giannis, 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 what are we calling him? Um, And yeah, so... That was it. I mean, that was kind of my thinking. I needed three guys to fill my roster out, and I, I, I took a little gander. I, I've kind of had it up to here, uh, dad voice with the Phoenix Suns, um, waiting on Devin Booker. I have no doubt he'll turn it around and be good this season. Um, Aiton has really been coming on, so I kind of hated to see him go. But uh, look, you got to get the win by any means necessary. 
I threw together this deal um, for uh, it was KD Booker and Aiden for uh, Giannis, which you know best player in the deal, um, and then you know I took Drew, who's been fine, been good, he's, he's solid. Then Aaron Gordon, who I think is maybe a little more volatile, but I think he'll be steady if he stays healthy as long as the Magic. Uh, keep having uh, these injuries so anyways that was it i sent it over no negotiating i alerted john he said i'll take a look and then that was that and uh made one more trade with dewey to secure the bag uh, back up deandre hunter who uh was going to be out uh played rudy gay and uh did what i had to do and that's it all right bye-bye thanks bud really appreciate it now i like to go over to uh our West Coast pastor, and just kind of hear his thoughts on everything. So, Adam, could you and Max uh, grade that trade for us? What's up, company? And welcome to another edition of Max and Adam's Trade Corner, where we evaluate all of the biggest trades that happen in Fantasy Brewing Company. And today we have a doozy of a trade to go over between Chuck, a.k.a. Tony Basketball, a.k.a. Trade Machine a.k.a. Tony Baskets, a.k.a. T-Buckets, a.k.a. The Don of Dunks, a.k.a. The Consigliere of Jelly, and John, fuck your correct size, Burden. So let's get to it. Uh, First of all, Giannis got traded. That's always huge news. Um, He is, you know, solid over 50 between 50 and 60 a game. He can blow up for 80 at any given time. Um, That's right, Max. Yeah. And then uh, he also got in the deal, take a look, Drew Holiday and Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon has been a surprisingly good this year. So uh, Chuck's all about those numbers. I know he was looking hard at those. And uh, I think he got a good pickup there. Power forward is also a great position to find value this year. Uh, Drew Holiday, he's... He's not. I mean, he's 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 a, a third third fiddle on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so uh, he, he'll he'll produce good uh, good stats, really good stats occasionally, uh, solid stats every other night. Nice pickup. Uh, he probably he was probably the weakest player in the trade in terms of fantasy value. Burden he got a good haul. Aiton, Durant, and Booker. Um, we all know he wanted a piece of Brooklyn. There you have it. Kevin Durant seems to be the one who is, uh, I don't see his stats being affected by James Harden or Kyrie. He is kind of the big dog on that team. That's pretty cool. Uh, you have to worry about back-to-backs, though, injury stuff with him. Uh, Devin Booker isn't his usual dominant self this year. We can blame CP3 for that. He made the Suns less fun, but hey, they're winning now. I know, Max. That's crazy. Um, I don't see Booker getting those 50, 60, 70-point nights uh, again this year, but he's always fun. Aiton, he's been coming around really well. I think CP3 has yelled at him enough. So basically, I think both teams did really good. Chuck's going to be able to turn Giannis into uh, more players uh, to feed that trade machine uh, to keep it going. Uh, maybe Aaron Gordon, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I think uh, need to watch out for Burden now, and uh, as always, watch out for that trade machine, guys. All right, that's it. Bye. 
All right, Adam, bye to you. And uh, now get to say hello to the one uh, founding father of No Balls Ass, um, the lone member that I never had a chance to sit down and interview. So today we have a very special treat of bringing in the Sage Master. So to hear about his team and bring in, you know, just everything, here we go. Without further ado, peace. Welcome, Fantasy Brewers, to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm here with the ever-calming, ever-present, in-the-moment, head of the Sage Masters. What's up, Tommy? How are you? I'm good, JB. How about you? Hello. You know, let me let me turn down the wonderful vibes I got going on over here. We, we've had some wonderful uh, Helios organ music going. It's good. That it's good. was beautiful. Oh, you just caught me in my natural state over here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I see you got, I you know, getting this glimpse into your office and getting to see six different sage posts. <laughs> it's, it's great. Well, I do have... An actual Nelson Mandela uh, stencil painting behind me. So there's some peace and some good vibes. Cool. Well, the way that you're sitting, it kind of looks like in the back you just have a fro. But uh, <laughs> you you do have – this is the longest I've seen your hair, I think, since, yeah. it's, since it's we've been buds. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, it, it used to be much longer. And then I got into a short hair phase. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, hey, welcome to the pod. Um, Great having you. Yes, it's good. Yeah. So I got to, uh, I think we should start with a quick uh, RIP Kobe. Yeah, today's a heavy day. Heavy day indeed. It it is. Uh, Seeing the, I appreciate the links. Um, I think for me, as the year has passed, you know, I've had a daughter and he was like the girl dad thing was really really inspiring well he i think the thing that i shared with our league earlier it's and i posted on twitter about this was just that the uh, wait <laughs> you drinking water out of a liquor bottle uh-huh i am oh that's, that's amazing all right bullet all right, ride it's like the yeah, perfect size anyway that's perfect okay back to kobe i think the thing that i continually harp on is just the story of transformation and i feel like in our society we spend so much time in the um adolescent phase of human development and he's somebody who really took himself past that and became an adult he went through the stages of descent he went through the issues of the legal world he went through um the turmoil of being a rich teenager in the NBA and, and then becoming a man, finding his voice or his box, as you say. And I, that's the stuff that I love. I love when a pro athlete can transcend all of that, can be the egocentric kind of thing that we expect pro athletes to be and then develop past that in the public eye. Um, that's why I think Kobe is so transcendent. It's not, yeah, hell yeah, he's one of the best basketball players, but this is way beyond that. And so that's where I, I kind of get a kick out of guys like Kyrie Irving today because I feel like they recognize, there's a whole bunch of dudes, they recognize the things that Kobe did and they recognize that transformation and they're like trying so desperately hard to fumble their way through that. I'm just picking on Kyrie, but we're all like kind of yeah. what it is. But that's what he's reaching for. And, you know, hopefully he finds a good teacher, he finds some good mentors who can help him develop that 
in his person, and who he is, his voice in the world. Because I think Kobe actually did find it. I think he really did find who he was supposed to be. And I think that's what's so inspiring to me. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I think, uh, and then we can transition to Kyrie. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that, too, that Mamba mentality is, like, so much bigger than that. And it's, like, yeah, it pushes you to, like, be a better person. And he did have that rhythm. And I thought, you know, I've tuned into plenty of the farewell tour um, games, including that 60 pointer, which was just amazing. Like that was, that was like, I think a top five sports moment for me. But I think this, my hope is that people don't just take it as mama mentality. is just be a better basketball player. My hope is that as his story evolves over time, this, you know, like, the memories of fade and all that kind of stuff. I hope what sticks is the a competitiveness to be a better, well-rounded human being. And I hope it's a it's a better story than just a basketball story. Oh, Even yeah. though I love basketball, you know, it's like phase one is the hoops, phase two through ten is everything else. And I think that he's somebody who gave everybody a lot. Of, at least for me, gave people some hope that um, yeah, you can be really good at something and not be satisfied, and then you can learn to cultivate further depth and meaning way beyond that um, in amongst yourself. So anyways, I, that's where I think Kobe's story is so interesting. Totally. So RIP Mamba, we'll never forget you. Yep. And uh, I do think that, you know, your, your uh, team of misfits, you're, you can potentially be this, this influence on them. Well, uh, I do like the Sage master. I did trade away Jamal Murray this past weekend, which probably was a terrible idea. But I do like that the minute he left the Sage Masters, he's out punching guys in the dogs. Right. Just full on wind up, did punch. And I was thinking, it's kind of, I mean, completely unrelated to my little teeny tiny fantasy world over here. But it's Maybe. pretty funny. Like, the minute he left, he's out there hitting bits. <laughs> I know. I know. Just dick punching. I know, but that's for the uh, yeah Sage Masters. Maybe you know, some kind of weird alternate universe had a bit of a calming presence on uh, Mr. Jamal Murray. So. I think it did. So, how are you feeling about your squad? Um, I think my strategy in the draft of uh, not spending eighty bucks on a guy, and I tried to get a collection of dudes in the thirty dollars range, and my hope was that three to five of them would turn into 40 point or more average players. You know, that's kind of right. the bet I wanted to roll. And currently I'm sitting with about four ish guys who are in that rock solid world. And I'm hoping John Wall turns into that guy. I was hoping Jamal Murray was, but I've given up a little bit of hope on him, partly because I just don't think he's going to turn into that guy. That's a bet. We'll see if that works. But my point is I like my team. I think my team, I'm leading the entire league in points for right. I have three of the top 11 total point earners and four of the top 25 averages. So I just looked at that today and I feel like that's better than I normally do at this stage. Right about now is usually when my right. teams are like one in four and I'm right now scavenging all these random guys and I'm going to make my like desperate run for the playoffs later. And for the first time I'm like three and two and I'm feeling okay. So. Right. Yeah, looking great. And uh, I think it's a good sign for you with Kyrie coming back that, like, he, you know, he's been kind of the alpha and Harden's been taking a back seat at this point. I mean, that is such a crap shot. We'll see. Right. My, I mean, 
best case scenario would be they, they trade one of them, but they're not going to. They're going to keep all those guys. And I don't think that that whole scenario is great for Kyrie's value, but whatever. All right, we'll <laughs> see. I love I love the redemption. I'm not going to like cut him or I'm not going to trade him for cheap. So I'm kind of like married to the situation. So we'll Totally. See. Hey, that's awesome. So yeah. can you tell me how did you come up with the uh, the name of the Sage Masters and the team vibe? Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was handed to me on a silver platter when Kyrie was running around the Boston <laughs> court smoking some sage or burning some sage in that little uh, uh, bronze dish that he brought to the edge of the court. That was I hilarious. That video, that video got again. I start. We started this conversation talking about Kobe and a searching for a depth of meaning. And so when I saw Kyrie running around burning stage and a gym used to play in, <laughs> it was like full on red alarm. Like, John, are you paying attention? This guy is trying to get your attention right now. And I was like, hell yeah, I got it. So I did have an number, I think in my brain, that wasn't going to go past for him for that. I forget what it was. It was probably like 60 bucks or something for him, but I really wanted Kyrie because of just the shit show of a guy running around burning sage to get rid of the demons or whatever uh, dark things in you know in his brain existed in the garden or whatever they're calling it the whatever they're calling the Boston Celtics home court these right. days. So yeah. I know that was uh, so for. I always know like an NBA story is extra good when there's like a cross content between Jess and I's like Twitter feeds. <laughs> so she like, she knows some stuff and she probably knows a little bit more than like, she doesn't think the team, our league's name is Shitballs, but <laughs> she does like, she does call it something. And she like, I think equates it to me having like online friends or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it happens like once or twice a year that she'll be like, Hey, what's going on? And so this time it was like, she was like, Hey, what's going on with Kyrie Irving? And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And she's like, basically like he popped up on my Twitter feed. What happened? And I was like, let me tell you. (laughs) So we've had a, so then I like explained it to her. And a lot of our combos these days are like coming between changing diapers or like cleaning stuff. So I was telling her, and then we had to put Everett down for a nap. And I was like, oh, I probably made that story pretty boring. And she was like, no, I'm, like, actually really interested. Tell me more. So I got to, like, go into the whole, like, Nets thing and Harden and how excited I was about it all. And then she said today about it, she was like, wait, so are, like, LeBron's three biggest enemies all on the same team now? I was like, yes, this is amazing. (laughs) So... I think we're we're pretty into into that whole story, but the saging thing. It's great. Was and so I get good. it. Like my wife and I, and I we get like a little thing it doesn't burn too often. You know, I do meditation, not afraid of stepping into the yoga studio and getting my ass kicked. Like <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff there that uh, the as the older I get and the more white shows up in my beard, the more um, we get a similar pattern to, here. Yeah, my own journey to um, get to know myself more, I guess you could say. Uh, so the Sage Masters, is, there's probably a deeper meaning there. There's probably uh, anybody with a Freudian background could probably pick me apart right now. <laughs> so where, where I'm headed with this. But um, so yeah, how the, did... the, Kyrie thing, the Kyrie thing was all I needed. There's all the, the visual imagery I needed to take that name. Sage right. Masters. Yeah, so if we are Freudian, I would have to ask how your mother fits into your team name, but we'll we'll not do that one. Uh, I was a psychology minor. 
awful at it, but it was crazy. Like Freud came up all the time. Of course, Carl Jung, all that, get the whole deal. Yeah. Right. Um, speaking of yoga, I really miss being able to go to yoga classes. So what are like, okay, I'll list mine and I want to hear yours. Like, I think that my three biggest things that I miss in quarantine are being able to do like one, a coffee shop. I love just going for like an hour and a half, right for a little while, zone out. That's number one. Two is probably like workout classes like that. And three might be movies. Mm. Yeah, yours are probably more wholesome than mine. Mine would probably be uh, going to the bar with buddies and then probably either leaving the bar or separately showing up at concerts and then group workout sort of classes. Guilt-free where I'm not worried about COVID hanging out at the gym. So, right. But it definitely starts with, uh, as an Enneagram 7 here, I just love people. I love being around people. I feed off of being around people. And this year has been hell. And I know. I miss the, you know, I miss that FaceTime. I miss the conversation, the banter, the just feeling uh, people's presence. It, you know, I love that. And this, this year has been brutal for that. It has. And I feel like, hope, I mean, hopefully, I miss that a lot too. Uh, hopefully soon here. Yeah. No, I think the things that I miss about uh, the, the world with um, quarantine, COVID, and all the rest, and I hit on the all three for me have to do with being physically in spaces that my body can feel other human beings, like being at the bar, this activity, being in concerts, the music is hitting your body, you know, there's people around you, and then obviously working out and being in a group setting because I'm awful working out by myself. So yeah, yeah I think all of that, that's the stuff that, um, even hooping, I haven't picked up a basketball in a year and you know, I'm an old man and I'm not desperate to, but it's nice to, nice to, you know, kind of mess around and some fight 21 once in a while and have right. a chance to do that. So I know hopefully soon. Um, we can only hope, we can only hope we, we need your meditations to carry us through and, uh, we all need to get uh, vaccinated. We all need to see this thing through. And then um, hopefully uh, the League of uh, Brewers, we can meet up for some 521. So oh, man. That sounds great. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to definitely have to go to old man game. I feel like, I mean, I watch probably 80% of the Lakers games, and I feel like Mark Gasol is like me on the court. Just, I think all, of all us, I mean is all like all of us have a bag of tricks. All of us have a bag of tricks, and our bag of tricks are now going to turn into nineteen foot step back long twos. Oh yeah, that's basically all the old guys have anymore. So no totally, totally. Um, oh, but yeah, playing some ball sounds great too. Yeah. Um. So, how's the uh, cabin life, man? The hot tub picks make it look pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we're just lucky to have some friends who, um, in a time of COVID, decided, you know, they were going to move anyways, but then they decided they weren't going to be going back and forth between their summer home and their new winter home. So it just kind of worked out. We've been up there a few times um, in the past, and um, they've just been super generous. So in amongst all the depression of COVID and all just the isolation and all the things that my wife and I, who are both extroverts, all that kind of internal um suffering 
I'm going to put in quotes, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, to be able to be gifted something like time um, in a place that is really cool. I mean, the, the cabin's not huge, but it's not very old, and it's got really great amenities and just kicking by the fire and sitting in the hot tub and then I've um, been skiing a lot, which just means um, time out on the slopes, um, which is a good way to kind of get outdoors. There's lots of hiking trails nearby. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. But the same things that are a bummer for me about um, the kind of COVID thing, I mentioned hanging out with buddies and going to concerts, like, no, that changes. I'm just trying to find ways to get by. Right. And this happened to be an amazing golden ticket. So That's awesome. Boom. Yeah. 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 Cool. I definitely, uh, you know, sounds, sounds quite nice. Well, and, and I think in the back of my brain, it's like a fantasy to like retire early and move up North. I certainly financially can't do that, but in my brain, I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome to like just live in Northern Michigan? I have friends who've done it. And, um, so this is kind of a fun way to also like tease that out and be like, right. what's life like? Check I don't know out. if I'd pick Frankfurt necessarily, maybe Travers or something for me, but it's been really cool to kind of just get to experience what it's like to be out a little bit further, just be a little further North. So awesome. Uh, yeah. Great to hear. Um, how are you feeling about the NBA? Uh, what are your, you know, what storylines you following, who you liking, what, uh, what jumps out? You know, what jumps out. I think the lack of fans is an interesting thing in arenas in my brain. It's like, that's not that big of a deal, but we're seeing, um, I read a thing recently talking about how much Vegas can't predict the outcome of games as much because oh. when a team gets down, they get throttled even more so or vice versa. And so it's throwing off money lines a little bit. It's throwing off point spreads. Um, and that's, that's fun. It's indicative that even the experts don't really know what's going to happen. So then that kind of, so that's kind of interesting. And I think the fans in the arena is probably part of that. Um, probably all the protocols and all that annoying stuff players have to do to their part. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first thing that sticks out is just how different the games are. The other part is actually just like looking at the hoop at the game. Like it's fun. It's fun to watch basketball and it's fun to have these guys out there. And it's fun to see rookies who are actually better than we all thought they'd be. It's yeah. fun to watch veterans kind of like fading away, probably because of all of the, the change. Um, and it's also fun to watch a couple of super teams emerge. Um, so I have no idea what to predict necessarily other than, LeBron and AD are still the kings of the league and everything else to me is somebody's going to have to take them down. And I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's a fun little subplot. Very fun. Uh, speaking of subplots, what are some subplots, anything jumping out to you in uh, fantasy brewing company? Yeah. So I think, let's see, it's Tuesday the 26th right now. He said this is going to go out tomorrow. We have what? Eight teams at three and two. I'm looking right now. Yeah. Eight yeah. teams. So, I think the wide open nature, and even all the way through teams 11 or, or two and three or three and two. Um, honestly, that's my favorite part about this year for us is just how even everything is. Um, again, I've scored more points than everybody and I don't feel safe at all. Like that's, what's so cool about it. Right. Like, I feel vulnerable as everybody, but Dewey and I'm <laughs> sitting there at top six points four. And there's no offense to John Dewey, but he's 0-5. And, and right. I and feel like that's 11 teams that are full of hope, that are full of uh, animosity, uh, uh, that lovingly want to rip each other's heads off, and that's amazing. So that's the best we could ever gift each other as a competitive season, and I think we have it right now. 
Yes, and I feel as if uh, you have contributed to a major sense of the calm and competitiveness. You know, we start each week fresh, saged, and relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every week it's the old tried and true. You know, you go out and give it your best, and yada yada. And um, yeah, it is what it is. I'm just glad again that we have a very competitive season. Um, there's only been a few. I mean, the bigger issues we're all suffering from, and that is like postponed games or rescheduled games. Right. Pick up a waiver guy and then they're cut the next day. To me, we're all going to get screwed at some point. And yeah, some team or another might miss a few extra guys when it's all said and done, the dust clears, but I really think it's going to even out in the end. I think I've had a couple guys, and everybody's had a couple of guys that you were counting on or postponed or whatever. Um, That's what I mean. So because of that, I feel like. I don't really care, you know, like I don't really care about the COVID stuff in the NBA because we're all going to get completely screwed at some point. So totally. Very, very good. Well, really appreciate your thoughts and having you on the pod. Uh, been looking forward to this interview for quite a while. You know what? Thanks, Tom. It's, I appreciate everything you're doing for the pod. Um, I just real quick, if I can, if I can give out a couple shout outs. Um, you can. I would really like to just, you know, Say we've had a couple of um, strong rookie entrances recently. Um, obviously, um, unbelievable uh, <laughs> shoots uh, had an absolutely monstrous rookie campaign. Monstrous, um, and I love going full thunder, uh, even though his team name is ridiculous. Um, Mr. Burton's been an absolute breath of fresh air. And I'd, I'd like to thank him for the win last week. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's been fun to have good rookies. It's been fun um, here as one of the, uh, the founding fathers. It's been it's been a joy to watch this league continue to exist. Um, yes, we have survived. We have survived a few people that um, maybe I inadvertently introduced into the league that then <laughs> had to ceremoniously um, show stage left to exit, and um, you know we survived those. And I feel like that's pretty cool that uh, yeah. these things. Kept going, even though we've had attempted murders and uh, <laughs> complete mental breakdowns, and here we are. Right. So, here we are, stronger, here we are. stronger than ever. Yes. I kind of feel like this is um, the strangest version of adult uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but like somehow we convince ourselves that it's cool, and I'm cool. I'm great with that. I so. know. If I had like a dollar for the amount of times I referred to the league. I'd be doing yes. right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I have other I have other friends who aren't in our league who I like start talking about things in our league, and they just will look at me and say, "You guys are insane." Right. <laughs> so it's a badge of honor, really. Yeah, really. and uh, yeah, huge badge of honor. It is. <laughs> it is fun, and I. It is. I. Uh, that's a really good shout out, and it is nice to have one through twelve competitive. Um, mm-hmm. that, I mean, I made fun of Dewey a second ago being on five, but he's a couple games back. That's it, right? He just has to reel off some wins. He might have to split down on on Luca or possibly Russ, depending on how his quad holds up. But yeah. he's got to split down and start building up an army, and it's not going to be. It's not that hard for to catch because sitting at the top of the pile is three and two. That's it, so, right? Yeah. What do you think it's going to take to get uh, the minimum amount of wins? It's always been eight in the past. But I think it's going mean, to, it's hard to predict because we don't know how many weeks I think we're actually going to get. Right. Um, I would imagine we'll play a full schedule. Um, and I would, 
my guess is that eight seed is going to have a record that um, will be very attainable. So, right. Uh, could be like the NFL this year of the, uh, you know, the Washington football team making it with a losing record. All I know is I need to keep scoring as many points as I can, because I think for the last couple of years, um, last year when I made the playoffs, I think I got in simply because of points for, I'll have to go look again, but I always remember that being a way bigger factor and then stressing out how few moves I made earlier in the year, yep. how many points I didn't score earlier in the year. And it's the end of the season. And I'm going, damn it. If I'd only just had like 500 more points, I would just be able to breathe easy instead of stressing over this. So. Right. And now you're just sitting up, sitting atop the standings. The only one with 6,000 points, at least as of, um, at least well, I think uh, Sunday also has over six thousand now, but that's including okay. our scores from last night. The right. um, yeah, I'm a I'm a Demonis Sabonis knee injury away from seeing <laughs> a very different tune. So I think that's the reality we all live in with COVID, with random freak unforeseen injuries, as Sean calls them. Um, so <laughs> good old Sean, just giving us documents and. Yeah, I missed power rankings, but power cast is pretty cool. I'm glad that Slack that um, Slack is there picking up the uh, Slack on there. Yeah, um, sounds good. Do you think Sean will get to the bottom of this? Uh, his like three numbers for Adam. <laughs> yeah, he's like this is a funny one. He's had like a ghost operating his smartphone the last day, and um, yeah, I love that he thought it was a prank, and we're all like wondering when he's just going to delete a contact, and start over with Adam. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know that's been a been a fun one to follow. Yes, you know. Uh, How do you feel about having LeBron? So, you sleeping? Are you sleeping okay? It's hard. Um, what does your therapist say about this? Well, uh, I don't have him this week, which is tough. <laughs> he had to, he had to cancel. Your your you know LeBron is not on your roster. Yes, it is. Uh, it is tough. Um, I mean, we all. I've shared my logic plenty of times of how I can't go one hundred and one. Um, it is less hard than last time because I've gotten to. I I watch almost every Lakers game, and I just I get to just appreciate his talent. Um, but I do want him. So yeah. it's tough. And I still actually think he's on my roster. So like last night I was like, yes, I got LeBron had a great one. And then I forget. Um, yeah. But he 46 points last night. I think he is um, in the, he's got to be the MVP front running spot right now. Right. I think so. I mean, I thought if my shirt says, I thought it was ass when Giannis won last year. Um <laughs> So I have kind of vowed to stay out of that one this year, but I don't know how he couldn't be. And the Lakers without him are just awful. You know, they'll be up. They're not not awful, but they're... Well, this is a stat that I read recently that as of a couple games ago, this is the first time in his career when he's not on the court, his team has a plus rating. Right. Every other season he's ever played, when he's not on the court, his teams have a negative rate. Just kind of wild. That is wild. Um, I saw that. I saw that as well. And that the numbers in that one are very encouraging. Um, it is crazy to see the effect he has when he comes back in the game. You know, he usually he usually leaves the first quarter at like the six minute mark. Then he'll come back at the end of the first, go out in the second, 
And there's always like a shift. And when he comes back in, usually before halftime, it's like, oh, okay, get this situation under control. But last night, I don't know if you did you watch last night of him in Cleveland? I did. That was amazing. That was a great game. What I love about his game is that he's developed the the jump shooting uh, that old men have to have to survive at one NCAs. And yeah. I look around the rest of the NBA and the guys who will play till they're 50, the Wayne Ellingtons of the world, that will never go away. Um, the guys who aren't particularly quick, who aren't going to take you off the dribble, but you absolutely do not leave them alone for three. You know, like Duncan Robinson will play until he's cashing in a social security check. You know, that guy, <laughs> he can shoot a three. Wayne Ellington, now LeBron James, there's a, there's a boatload of those kind of examples. But I love that it's the same tried and true thing that exists for us regular people. And that is, like, I never could dunk, but I'm certainly not dunking today. But <laughs> I can still shoot a three. And right. LeBron is learning, you got to shoot the three. You're getting old. And he's doing it. I know. So, that logo it's three. It's to watch old, old guys uh, evolve like that. Right. It makes me feel uh, more normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have to change, too. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah. So it's hard. Not I miss having him on the team. Um, the only way, I mean, Kyle and I have been in talks of trying to get him, but he'll like what he's wanted just hasn't made sense. Oh, of course not. Of course uh, not. Well, maybe uh, Men's Retreat will make a play for him and make him one of the one of the men. We'll make him the uh, the, the study leader for the week. And I don't know. Maybe Tony uh, Basketball will find a way to shank somebody and snag LeBron and I don't know, maybe Heim Tom will finally offer him up. I'm just, maybe big baller bros needs an actual big baller, you know, to join the bros. Um, who knows how LeBron's going to go the rest of the year, but, um, and maybe that's Dewey's thing. Maybe he splits down Luca into LeBron and someone else. Maybe that's the way that works. Who knows? All I know is LeBron James is having an MVP type season and you Tom are going to have to battle everybody else to figure out uh, how you're going to get your hands on. That is true. <laughs> Very true. I'm sitting here red in the face and guilt, feeling guilty. I might have to say, I might have to sage my office after this. I would recommend um, sage in the office. I would recommend um, taking some big, deep breaths. I would recommend just enjoying some peaceful tunes. I would recommend... <laughs> Making sure that lead pass is dialed up. I would stay hydrated, drink lots of water, <laughs> and just sit back and just relax. If you think about Tom, you think about Tom Dalla. Um, yes. Um, It's no balls association NBA, yeah we got the power ranking NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw NBA, it's no balls association NBA, yeah we got the power ranking NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw Oh wait, what's that? We've got the the good news rankings we got the positivity hour. How could I forget that? What's up, fellas? <clears throat> Time to power cast some positivity. Oh, yeah. So, for my news, my wife got vaccinated. We're very excited. She got her second one. So close now to that 95%. 
uh, efficacy rate. Can't wait. And then we go to our eight submissions. At number eight, we got Sean. Sean had a tough week with his best buddy Christian when they were going against each other. They were going back and forth, texting mean things to each other, but now they're as lovey-dovey as ever. Happy for you, Sean. At number seven, we got John Bell. Man, it snowed. He's excited for the snow. We're all excited for the snow. It's beautiful. Love it. Number six, we got Dewey. Dewey's team is starting to come back from COVID protocols, man. He was a week late to beat me, but he now has a shot this week. We're all rooting for you, Dewey. All of us, except for I think you're playing Stacks. So all of us, except for Stacks, are probably rooting for you, man. Good for you. Number five, we got Andy. Andy had a two-year battle with the fucking feds. The feds, man, trying to take his $1,000 because of some shady shit that his old employer did. Fuck those guys. Andy won the battle. He gets to keep his $1,000. Now go spend it on some broccoli and a nice knife to chop up that broccoli. Next up, we got... John Burden, man oh man, he was part of a big blockbuster trade. The rookie making waves. And man oh man, did he get one of his nets. My boy's excited. There you go, Burden. Next up, we got Tom. Tom had his daughter smile at him for the first time. And man, what a feeling that must have been, Tom. What a feeling that must have been. Number two, we got Adam. Adam is big news. Usually this would be a number one, but the number one couldn't be beat this week. Number two, Adam got his home study for adoption started. He gets little Max on the way to being officially, officially, officially like he's adopted him part of his family. He's already part of the family, of course, but this will make it official on them legal docs, baby. Get it going. Love that shit, Adam. Love it. And with number one, Chuck. Let's just take a moment. I'll be happy for Chuck here, man. It was a year ago now that his dad went into the hospital with what turned out to be a long recovery, but his dad's still going. His dad is still fighting. His dad is still with him. And for that, Chuck, I know you are grateful. We're all grateful for you, my brother. It's incredible news that he's, your dad's a badass. Love that, love that. All right, boys, that's this week's Powercast and Positivity. See ya.